everybody. This is Kevin Gunn with Ocean Empire. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We're going to talk about real estate investing, and today we're actually going to talk a little bit about residential real estate and what's going on with the market today, how you can compete, go through some of the frustrations that I know people are having, and frankly, some of you are probably not even going to like what I have to say, but I'm going to try to teach you how to navigate this and, and work through it. So as most of you know, this is uh, right now we're in October of 2021. So we are coming out of one of the hottest real estate markets we've ever seen this past summer. Uh, you know, values went up dramatically, competition, inventories down. It's still actually bleeding into the fall here. We did see a little bit of a lull after Labor Day, which is normal, but you have to keep in mind Labor Day. People go back to school, back to work. They're not out looking at real estate quite as much as they are over the summertime. But we are still in a competitive market. We are still dealing with multiple offers. We are still dealing with appraisal gaps, which we're gonna go into here shortly. Um, and pretty much I'm just gonna try to help you guys navigate this market um, so that you can have a little bit less frustration and maybe even try to talk some of you out of waiting just a little bit to get into this real estate game, depending on what it is you're looking for. So real quick, why are we seeing the environment that we're seeing right now in real estate? So what you have at the moment is a huge inventory shortage. And, it, and the funny thing is, is how quickly this has changed, because two years ago, the resale market was having a very hard time competing because of the amount of new construction going on in just about every market across the United States. And, but due to COVID and some of the regulations, restrictions that have come from that, as most of you know, we have a huge shortage on certain items and supplies and materials. And therefore what we got is, you know, if you go to build a new house right now, I mean, and I'm dealing with this personally with clients, you know, they're telling us a year. And some of us are even, some of them are even saying it could be longer than that. Some of them don't even want to give us a time frame. Literally, not giving their clients a time frame. So what does this mean? Well, when you have a bunch of people that don't want to wait a year, possibly longer, uh, and not only is it the time frame, but a lot of these builders are actually not even letting you pick out what goes in the house at this point because they cannot get the materials. So what a lot of these builders are doing is they're calling it specking. So they're gonna spec the houses. Once the house is built, they're gonna release it for sale. So what that means for you, the consumer, is that you either have to wait a year, possibly longer, for the house that you want, and you're not even gonna be able to pick out what you want in the house. So if you think logically about what's really going on is you have all these people, rates are still low, people are bleeding, from certain states and moving into other states. Here in South Carolina, we are one of those states that they are coming into. And you don't wanna wait a year to a year and a half, so what's your other option? Well, you have to go find something, you have to go find a resale. Well, that makes the demand for the resales go through the roof, and that is why you see bidding wars, that's why you see people buying stuff sight unseen. This is not unusual, I've done many of these over the last six months myself. Um, and it's squeezing out a lot of people in the marketplace, and that's unfortunate, but, on, but on, the reality is that's not going to change. And here's, here's the reality of what you're facing. And I hate to say this to some people because as a, as a real estate agent myself, 
somebody that does list residential properties as well. I don't always I don't deal 100% with investors. I do dabble in the residential world as well. But here's the reality. If I list a property today and I'm just going to throw ballpark numbers out. Let's just say I list a house for 350. What I'm also going to list that with that house is that any offer that comes in has to waive the appraisal, has to waive a home inspection, and if it's an FHA loan, we will not even entertain it. And I'm going to get into that here in a little bit. So, and the reason that I, I'll do that is because, quite frankly, I can. And I'm still going to get that property under contract, probably for more than I asked, uh, with no contingencies, and either cash or conventional. And if there's an appraisal gap, they're going to come out of pocket for the difference. And I want to talk to the crowd right now that is trying to compete by going FHA and why, honestly, you cannot compete in this particular marketplace. FHA, as most people know, Fannie and Freddie, um, government-backed loans, and the reason that most people that do this is because they don't have the money for a huge down payment. So I, I don't know what the average is per se, but I mean, I'm going to use a number of 3%. So if you're putting 3% down on a house and you're, you're financing FHA, you have to think about this logically. If you go and put a contract on a house for $300,000 and you make it contingent on it appraising, because when you finance, the bank is going to order the appraisal. And let's just say the appraisal comes back at two seventy-five. dollars Well, the home is listed and under contract for $300,000. So we have a $25,000 gap here. So two years ago, what would have happened is most likely the seller would have to concede or say, okay, the appraisal didn't come in. We're going to come down and meet you at that two seventy-five. dollars Today, that is not happening. Today, the seller is going to let you walk, put it back on the market, and wait for a cash or conventional loan to come in. So unfortunately with FHA, when you don't have the money to make up the appraisal difference, you honestly, you just cannot compete. And you are going to deal with that almost 100% in this marketplace. Uh, Case in point, I just put one under contract for $35,000 over asking price. Uh, Cash, no contingencies. I sold one recently, not far from here, for about $25,000 over asking price. Uh, Same thing. That was conventional. There was a $20,000 gap in the appraisal, and they had to come out of their pocket for the difference. And people are doing this. And the fact that people are doing this and willing to do this, unfortunately, squeezes you out as an FHA buyer if you do not have a lot of money to put down on a house. So the question is, what can you do about it, and can you do anything to help yourself compete? The reality is, right now, I think if you're FHA, if you don't have the down payment, what you really need to do is kind of regroup, look long-term, try to save some more money, try to go conventional if you can, because the reality is conventional loans work, and, and work on your credit score too, because what your credit score is obviously helps with conventional rates, but you know, a conventional loan, a lot of people think it has to be 20% down. That's not actually the case. Conventional is, it goes based more on like your, your credit score, um, other factors. But you know, let's just say you have 20% to put down on a property and there is an appraisal gap. Well, now maybe you can put less money down and, and take some of that money that you would have put down and go ahead and fill that appraisal gap and, and go ahead and purchase the home. And I know a lot of you right now are probably saying, why in the world would I ever pay more for a house 
or more than it appraises for. But here's the reality. The market is so hot right now that the appraisals are not catching up with the sales. So, and I've had this happen recently where somebody bought a house, it was only $10,000 lower as far as the appraisal goes, but go to get a, you know, have that thing appraised six months later and it's actually worth more money. And the reason for that is when an appraiser comes out and looks at your home or the home they're appraising, they're gonna use comps. Well, they have to use homes that have already closed, already recorded and gone to the courthouse. But if you have 10 of them that are pending, even if those are for more money, they don't count those. They can only go based on what's already closed. So let's just say you bought your house for 300,000 and it appraises for 275. Let's just say within three months, five more houses do close and they all close for 330. Well, now all of a sudden your house is actually worth more than you paid for it, but yet it didn't appraise when you went and got your appraisal. So if you can fill that appraisal gap, it's, so I know a lot of people think they're overpaying for a house. That's actually not the case though because you have to think long-term and what the market is doing. Now, the appraisals are getting a little bit closer and a little bit tighter from what I hear from the lenders, but they're still not 100% caught up. So just think of it this way. Yes, it hurts. It, it's not something you want to do to feel like you overpay for a home, but if you can think about where this home will be in three to six months, you might actually find that you're actually got equity in a house. So. The best you can do is, is try your best to qualify to go conventional. Um, again, I mean, most agents right now, if you, if you are FHA, they will not even entertain your offer. And I, and I know that hurts and I know people don't want to hear that, but that's the reality of the market that we're in right now. And look, you know, you go back four years ago, markets trend and they change where people would have taken any offer, right? I mean, they just want to get their house under contract. And keep in mind that a normal market uh, is between 90 to 100 days on the market. Right now, I mean, three months ago, houses were going under contract in an average of three days. Right now, we still we see it at about two weeks. So we're still in an extremely hot market. So if it's two weeks to go under contract, just just say 45 days to close, you know, you're, you're right at that two-month mark, which is 60 days. We're still in a very hot market. That's not gonna change. We're gonna have more supply issues um, as far as builders getting material. So the resale market is gonna to continue to climb. Now on the flip side, if you have time to wait, new construction might be a good play for you and here's why. If you're not in a rush or if you're looking for a second home, you know, investment property, if you can go to a new build, to a builder right now and actually get a contract for a house for say $400,000, but it's not gonna be built for a year, I mean, you, what you're gonna find is by the time you close on that property, it's actually worth quite a bit more than what you put it under contract for. So that's not a bad play if you have time to play the waiting game. But again, like most people, they, wanna, they, they have to relocate for certain reasons. Um, you know, unfortunately, you're gonna have to go to the resale market and you are, you are going to compete just like everybody else until this market shifts and makes a turn. And when that happens, obviously that's a crystal ball issue we, that none of us really know. But you know, uh, right now the Fed's plan on keeping rates low for the next five years, they've said. Um, all I know is that we still have shortages on supplies. So going into 2022, I still foresee that this is probably gonna be an issue and that resale values are gonna continue to rise. Uh, with that, we also have to talk about the rental market. 
So if you don't want to play the real estate game right now because of the prices and time frame, you you know obviously renting is an option, but keep in mind that the rental rates are actually going up quicker than the values as far as a percent goes. And if you just think about it logically, that makes sense because people that don't want to jump into this real estate market right now, that's their option. So the people renting properties know this, so the rates are going up dramatically. I mean, we see people getting $700 a month more for a property than they did last year and getting multiple applications on those properties. But if you need to play the waiting game, I mean, you know, if you don't have the money to put down, obviously this is probably your, your best option. Now, if you're an investor, this is where long-term versus short-term comes into play as well. If you are looking to jump into long-term rental properties, uh, this might be a, an advantageous time to look at doing that. Yes, you're paying on the high side as values go up, but again, you're also seeing rental rates go up at a historic rate as well. So not a bad play for renters or, or for investors, um, but at the end of the day, again, you know, understanding how to compete in this marketplace, and by the way, if you're out there and you're frustrated and you're putting offers in and you're getting, you know, offer denied after offer denied, please understand that you are not alone, all right? I have put up to 13 offers in for clients. Every agent's dealing with this. A lot of clients are dealing with this. You know, you think you have a strong offer. Somebody comes in with cash and pays $50,000 more than the property's worth. And, you know, and at the end of the day, you just can't compete with that. So have patience. Um, talk to your real estate agent. You know, talk to people. Get Get good advice as far as how to move forward and what the best strategy is. And again, sometimes the best strategy is to wait because there's no sense in you continuing to put in offers that have no chance of getting accepted. That's just going to stress you out. Uh, you know, it's, it's almost like mental wear and tear on you. I understand. I see it. I feel it for people. But don't lose hope. All markets do change, right? Um, five years ago, the buyer was in control. Today, the seller is in control and, and it's just, it's a, you know, it, the pendulum swings and there's not much you can do to control that. So what you want to do is just be educated on what kind of market you're in so that you can make intelligent decisions going forward. But I hope this podcast podcast helped. Um, again, if you enjoy this information, please do me a favor, like, subscribe to the channel, um, check out our YouTube channel as well. And if I can never be of any help, contact us. We're here to help you, and we'll see you on the next one.